Cord that. Cord that. Cord that. phone rings. Yeah. <laughs> Show hey, up, wreck everything, leave. Record that. Welcome. Thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It is September 9th, 2020, the year of our Xbox. Uh, this morning has been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Things have been, been, been happening rapidly in the video game industry in this last week. Lots of announcements coming out of the fucking woodwork. 98% of which I'm going to fuck about. Well, too bad, because I'm going to tell you all about <laughs> them. Your host this week, myself, Lee. I'm joined by Reed. We do have a big show. Like We, we have do. two major things to get into here. Uh, so let's waste no further time in getting into the news first. So all we right. can get that out of the way. Sure. So we can, we can do what we're going to do. So, of course, uh, uh, yesterday, overnight, in mo- on Monday, uh, Windows or someone put up a listing for the Xbox Series S. Which is their digital, digital only, less powerful. Yeah, three hundred and seventy nine ninety nine Canadian dollar console, not as powerful. We'll play the next. Does it have games. an SSD drive? It does. It has a five hundred and twelve gigabyte SSD drive, Ooh. so you can hold Modern Warfare and Cold War. But that's it. That's fucking. Uh, so that's yeah. The the idea of taking the disc drive out, making it so you can only download games, and then giving you the smallest hard drive possible is fucking wild. It's kind of counterproductive. Well, no, but I think their thought process just download and delete games as needed, which I all yeah, I, which yeah I, sure I, no problem. When which you I used to do on my old PS5, yeah. uh, PS4, but ever since I got the Pro, I haven't really. Like, I may need to delete games. In theory, games that's fine if games were 20 gigabytes big, but they're not. They're not anymore. It's not as easy as, oh, I'm going to quickly download something and play it with Reed tonight. No, it's a 90 gigabyte download. That that night's SOL, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's strange. Anyway, Microsoft uh, apparently had something official planned for next week, as per Phil Spencer on Twitter. But uh, because this was kind of out in the open, it forced their hand to announce the whole shebang today. Uh, which is that the Xbox Series X and Series S will launch on November 10th with pre-orders going live on September 22nd. The price of the X will be $499.99 US dollars, which should work out to almost 700 Canadian, but instead it'll be $599.99 Canadian. So we're getting a huge like $70 price break on that thing, meaning our cost on the console up here in Canada will actually probably be less than America anyway. So here in the time of COVID, when they can't come up here to buy our Xboxes, fuck them. That's what I say. All right. Uh, now, you might ask, what games are coming out? Halo, Gears of 5, and... Uh, so, no Halo. Uh, game Pass will, of course, be available. So, there's going to be thousands of games available on launch. But why would you need an Xbox Series X or S if you already have an Xbox One? The answer is, you don't. Uh, Gears Tactics, as of this morning, has been announced as a Xbox Series game and maybe not be coming on Xbox One. It's so far been on PC. Uh, but that's like an XCOM game with Gears, uh, is what that is. Which is, I'll play for free... Uh, but now apparently I'll need either to just download it on my PC or to uh, to use to buy a new Xbox. Man, they are not making a case for needing to buy this. Yeah, thing what's the one. launch? What's the launch title? There, here? It, there's nothing. Yeah, it's third party games. So uh, it, what I assume will be a long line of games, moving dates. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has already announced they will bump up their release by one week. The funny thing about Assassin's Creed Valhalla is it's an Xbox One game that is forwards compatible. So the launch game for the Xbox Series X doesn't even say Xbox Series X on it. It says Xbox One. And it's not technically an Xbox Series X game. It's an Xbox it's, One It's game. an enhanced Xbox Series game. Yeah, it's an Xbox One game. You can yeah. just play it on what you have now. Yeah, that's uh, that not, shit's that's wild not, that doesn't me. count as a launch title to me then in my opinion. No, definitely not. It's a launch title in that it's on the console day one, sure. Yeah. Uh, but then so are thousands yeah, of old yeah, games, Yeah, when the PS5 right? comes out, I can put in my fucking Witcher 3 game and play that. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kind of piggybacking on this, EA Play, which used to be a subscription called EA Access, I believe, uh, was a separate subscription, is now being folded into Game Pass Ultimate. If you have Game Pass Ultimate, you're going to have uh, 100 EA games at your fingertips uh, which includes the likes of, I think, Dead Space and stuff is on there. So that's, give me, it's not nothing. Give me fucking Battle for Middle Earth 2 on PC, you sons of bitches. Y- yeah. You, you can make a, uh, a petition for that, and it'd just be your name. It's just the- me and my buddies, because <laughs> that's all we want to fucking do is play Battle for Middle Earth 2 all day. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, Ubisoft is having a streaming event tomorrow. They're revealing the Cold War multiplayer right now, I believe. Like, it's like happening as we speak. Um, apparently a lot of the multiplayer I've heard there's like escort missions involved and stuff like that so like I said before Modern Warfare will be the full on firefight Call of Duty and Cold War is probably going to have more interesting diverse multiplayer modes and then I'm assuming that gets folded into Warzone at some point but uh, you know whatever I don't think anybody is going to know how exactly it works until it's actually fucking released Uh, well yeah because it's weird because Warzone 
you can't not say it's you can't say it's completely separate from Modern Warfare because it's not. All the guns, perks, characters, everything is shared between both games. Yes. I just I I don't see it in my head. Warzone how they... becomes the Smash Brothers of right. Call of Duty. Right, but I like but what here's the thing, all the people that spent all the money on Lockdown yeah. got all the all the all the, <laughs> all the all the all the skins for their guns for Warzone on the assumption that this is the Warzone because that's what Activision has said. That's going to continue on. And it will. But, but then Black Ops comes out and they have completely different guns, perks, characters, and everything. Mm-hmm. Do those get implemented in Warzone? Do those get left oh, out? Oh, I, I think so. I don't, I don't know if all of it does, but some of it will, sure. Warzone, but, the idea with but, Warzone is that that's the constant. Yeah, it's a free-to-play Call but of then, Duty. But then we're messing with... And I know it's Call of Duty, so no one really actually gives a shit, but we're messing with the time period and the authenticity of the guns. Listen, man, if you if want to carry... If we're mixing guns from 2019 with guns from 1986, it just... It doesn't make sense. Well... And especially the technology and everything. It's just... From a balancing point of view, or what? Because nothing in Warzone makes sense. What do you mean by sense? But, okay, like... It, it will piss me off personally if I'm in Warzone and I call down UAV and then fucking buddy over there is like, what the fuck is UAV? I'm from the 80s. Yeah. Like, for me, that will... That oh, because he's role-playing? It's not even about <laughs> role-playing. It's yeah. like every game has to have some backdrop of, of something well, to it. Well, guns are guns. Like, is there a 1911 in Warzone? That gun's 100 right. years but old, but they're still using but it. But then what's the line here, Lee? We're going to have soldiers from 2020 running around with soldiers from World War Two, and a, we're going to pretend that they're on even playing grounds? That's uh, that's exactly right, because the soldiers all have access to the same guns. It's not like you're playing as Cold War guy. You're playing as your character no, and you have I, access to new no, things. No, I, I just don't see how that works. I don't see how you release Cold yeah, War, I don't know if they, but then keep Warzone, like... I don't. I don't think that's gonna work. I don't know. I mean, the other question could be like, oh, maybe it's like class based or something like that, right? So like, you have a separate, a separate mode in Warzone that is more like espionage or escort based or something. No, like that. I'm. I'm just talking about. Yeah. I don't see how. I don't think it's as complicated as you think. I think no, they can I just think... put that stuff in there and it's just there and it's like, who cares? But yeah, I will care. I. Yeah. I won't. Yeah, it'll. It will bother me that there's because well, then the game shit decades apart in the, the same game, game for you would be Modern Warfare. Then right, you but just I want, go play but I want to play Warzone. Well, then Activision uh, has a game for you. It's called Modern Warfare. <laughs> no, I want to play Warzone. Not yeah, fucking... I assume they just add that stuff in, and it's like, oh, I'm using an old AK-47 now. Like, who gives a shit? Like, uh, if it puts you at a disadvantage, then so be it, right? But you don't want you don't like the idea of the balancing. You don't like no. If... I'm not talking about balancing at all. I don't if... give a fuck about the stats. Are you or saying anything, like suspension Lee? of disbelief? Suspension of okay, disbelief. Okay, so balancing. You don't want them to make the game so that a guy with, like, a fucking uh, full-on, like, modern-day auto rifle is on equal playing ground with the guy who has the old 60s yeah, AK-47. Yeah, like, it just, for me, it doesn't make sense, yeah, from a kayfabe fucking point of view, <laughs> to borrow from wrestling, that yeah. this fucking uh, junkie from Vietnam would be on even playing ground with this super soldier high-tech motherfucker so from 2020. It's a fucking weird... That's a, like, I've played exactly zero seconds of Warzone, so I don't know what's available in terms of cosmetics and stuff like that, but to me it looks it's, like a fucking amusement park already, so I don't understand the, I don't understand your, your wait, 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 authenticity of it. Let's fucking move on from it. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, they're making a Shenmue anime? <laughs> I decided to scroll past they that. Are making a fucking... Shen, they are making a Shenmue anime. It's just a dude standing outside a door waiting for it to open? Or like, <laughs> what, the fuck, what the fuck kind of anime is that? Anyways, Nintendo has been dropping bombs. Uh, Age of Calamity, Hyrule Warriors announced yesterday. That will be a prequel to Breath of the Wild, but it's a Musou game like the first Hyrule Warriors oh. was. So it'll be Link and the Champions fighting hundreds of Guardians and, and, yeah, and gives orcs a and shit. Bokoblins or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then previously, Mario... Hey, does, does fucking Zelda get kidnapped? I wonder. Uh, no, but she does get, like, stuck in a magic whatever. At the oh, end so it. essentially kidnapped? Well, remember, they lose, right? So this would be, like, Halo Reach. We're building up to the point where the good guys lose in a, in a Muso game. <laughs> yeah, you're in the final section with Link, and the thing pops up just says survive. I, I mean, <laughs> probably, right? Isn't As that... your screen starts to crack, you're like, I'm not even wearing glasses. Because the champions die. They straight up die. They're ghosts. Lee, don't, please, I beg you, don't talk to me about Zelda lore. I don't give a fuck we're just talking about breath of the wild which you played right i played a little bit of yeah, it those are all like, fucking ghosts and i was like this is fucking i thought it was it was a good game one of the greatest <laughs> games in the last 10 years it was fucking stupid no i didn't one of the greatest games in the last 10 oh yeah years. easily oh, get fucked no yeah way. no way can you name another yeah, which are three okay well good one <laughs> 
What's your three? Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls three, Bloodborne, God Dark of Dark Souls three. Yeah. Okay, we're ending this conversation. Yeah. Fuck All you. Right, oh, uh, oh yeah, Breath of the Wild. You don't talk to anybody and you fly around for fucking whatever. I say it's a good game. I say it's a good game. What do you want from me, man? You're fired up today. Dark Souls three cannot be considered one of the best games of the last ten years for you. Maybe a personal favorite, but it's not even the best Dark Souls game. <laughs> Bloodborne is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it is. Bloodborne's one of the best, <laughs> one of the best fucking games I've ever made. No, look, like, I'm not even shitting on Breath of the Wild. Okay, I have a problem with Zelda games in general, because okay. every time any Zelda, they're just like, new Zelda game coming out in six years, and people are already like, fuck, it's a 10 out of 10. It's the You slapped your lap game. instead of the table. Yeah. Oh, shit. And, like, and every <laughs> game is the fucking same. Zelda gets kidnapped yeah. by Ganondorf. Now, you gotta be careful down the road you're going, because we're about to highlight some games where this, every game is the fucking right, same. but I'm not buying Pokemon with the intention <laughs> of, like, like completely changing the formula. Because well, guess what, Lee? They did that in Short and Sealed, and guess, and guess what? We didn't fucking it like it. Uh, yeah, but, like, you're not, like, a long-time Zelda fan. No, no. You, you, I can't, if there's I, Wind Waker, okay, and there's... Let me, yeah. let me, let me bury the hatch right now. Okay, sure. Honestly, you're not I, offending me. Yeah, but. half of half of me shitting on Zelda is honestly just me trolling the fans because they're sure. super passionate Cheap about heat. Zelda for yeah. some reason. And the other half is a little bit genuine. I do think it gets a big, big pass from people. So if you would ask I, me I, this, I, it it doesn't make sense in my mind for someone to say this is like Breath of the Wild. This is one of the greatest video games of all time when there really isn't that deep of a story or narrative or character development in it. But it's not about that. Right. It's about and the exploration. I, and I acknowledge yeah. that. Video yeah. games are things to different people. In my personal opinion, for for a game to be considered so great, it needs... The story parts? Well, like, yeah. prior to Breath of the Wild coming out, Zelda was at its lowest point in 2016. Oh, yeah, I know. The, the like, Twilight Princess, Majora's Skyward Mask, Sword... Majora's Mask is the most interesting Zelda. Well, if, thank you for saying so. Because it's the only one that presents interesting questions. It's an existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Mario. All right. Something we can all agree on. Everybody loves Mario. Yeah, when's Mario going to pre- pre- present existential crises and huge character arcs? I mean, one of the, like, the second game in North America was literally a, like a dream, and then the third one was a play. <laughs> so there's only one real Mario adventure, and then after that it's all in his head or whatever the fuck. Uh, he's just living off Where's the... my first-person RPG uh, Mario game? I mean, why do you need a first-person RPG? You just got it. Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're choking Goombas. Yeah, just eating you. mushrooms in first-person and shit. Uh, so they did a Mario Direct out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, 35th anniversary of Mario. We're all getting so old. Oh, uh, and they announced a... Just a fucking onslaught. Just a bunch of games. Just a gangbang of Mario. Woohoo! Uh, so we get <laughs> Mario 35, which is a 35-player Tetris 99-esque online-only game that's going to be available for a limited time, wherein you play Mario on a single screen, and then you can choose other players to send garbage to. So if you're doing very well, you, you're trying to eliminate other players by sending them enemies and stuff. Could be interesting. They announced a 3D All-Stars, which will consist of Super Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Galaxy. That's huge. So, I mean, it's huge if they did anything to those games. like So right now, there are tons of fan projects. They're putting Mario 64 in the Unreal Engine. They're fucking putting ray tracing in that shit. They've made basically Mario 64 look like Odyssey. Nintendo comes along, fucking sues all those people, and then proceeds to just re-release Mario 64. up but untouched uh, for the Switch. Mario Sunshine is a, a bit polarizing. Uh, in retrospect, like at the time, I thought there was nothing wrong with it. After playing Galaxy and Odyssey and stuff like Mario Sunshine, fucking sucks. The only good part about Sunshine is those where you're in like limbo, where you're just going across blocks and stuff. You're just platforming. Oh, you can't help yourself. You can't uh, help yourself. But kick the table. I know. Uh, I that was me bumping the table accidentally. Super Mario 3D World from the Wii U, which is one of the last Wii U games, is now coming to the Switch. Listen, I'm going to tell you all the Mario uh, games I've been. Okay, there they are. Here it is. Here Super, it comes. Super Mario Brothers Classic on uh, Game Boy Color. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's I mean, it. that's the one, though. Yeah. That's so the I, version. I can't really uh, inject any thoughts or comments into Super Mario Sunshine or Galaxy or any of these games because I just haven't fucking played them. It's just, it's just good fun times. Uh, the thing about Mario is just like, it's just, it's almost funny to sit back and think of, why this as the mascot? But the games are fun. He's got everything he needs. He's got enough costumery that you can change it. He's got power-ups that don't need to make sense. He can, he can, you know, become a bee. Why not? Why the fuck not? He can become a rock. Who gives a shit? Yeah, Yeah, he can fly if he's got a raccoon tail. Don't think about it. Uh, So looking forward to kind of all this stuff they they announced. That 3D All-Stars, I can see where people are fucking clamoring for it. But let's be fucking honest here, people. You don't need... 
you have Odyssey. You don't necessarily need to go back and play that game. Or if you want to, there's so many different ways to do it now. It's really just a collector's piece. And, and Nintendo's taking some heat because they essentially said, hey, this goes away in March. Not just physically, but digitally. We're fucking, we're burning the code. I don't know what they're doing with these games, but uh, they want to make this as limited as possible. So, of course, people are jumping on it, pre-ordering it like crazy. And getting, and getting uh, you know, selling their pre-orders online when this thing will be fucking wildly available for six months. Uh, other than that, from Nintendo, there are rumors that Nintendo are telling people to make their games 4K compatible, which uh, stokes rumors of a HD Switch or, like, a, a, a better Switch coming the next year. <laughs> you only need, uh, like, fucking nitro... Uh, uh, liquid nitrogen cooling system. Yeah, you shit. just hook it up to like a like an astronaut <laughs> outfit, and then it just goes zooming into space. Yeah. Uh, now that's not to say that Nintendo games will become graphically better. Uh, yeah, because they look like fucking assholes. It's, it's more <laughs> like, hey, can we support 4K? But then like, it's not the resolution that's the problem. It's the power. It's the literal power of the Switch in that something like Breath of the Wild, aforementioned, runs better handheld than it does docked. Uh, for example, that's a problem. Uh, that this that only this switch has, but when you say you throw out the window that graphics are a major, that's the thing about the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. It's just like they're still competing on power and graphics. When I think we kind of that's that's plateaued a bit, and we should really focus on load screens. How quickly can this game like render? How quickly like yeah? That I think is way more important. Or expanding the fact that yeah. in GTA 6. Maybe now I can go inside every building and it can procedurally generate it. Right, right, yeah. Uh, like, let's let's really bump up the frame rate. Let's yes. smooth all these fucking games that look... It make... doesn't need to look better. It needs to, like, run... It needs let's to offer something new. Let's try for Ghost of Tsushima kind of loading times. Like, yes. that shit was... Where nuts. there isn't any, if you don't die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people are loving Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and people are also loving... Some of them are... Marvel's Avengers. And that's my segue into Marvel's Avengers. Oh, are we talking about that before what we're playing? Or are we going to like... That is what we're playing, Reed. It's one and the same. Yeah, I'm also playing other stuff. <laughs> sure, what else are you playing? Uh, well, I pretty much stopped playing Warzone for the last couple of weeks now, actually. Uh, it's just one of those things you get burnt out. But instead of picked up on the urging of my friends who are also playing it, PGA Tour 2K21. I heard that game's hot garbage. It is. Like, you can tell it's not... <laughs> it you can is. tell, you can tell, like, this is not like a like a triple a title this is not a triple a well it's the golf club guys they just got the 2k yeah yeah that's all it it is um but if you go into it with that mindset that i'm buying a shitty skinned over golf club game but i'm just here to play it anyway with my friends it's totally awesome yeah if you drop the expectations through the fucking floor i'm sure it's good no yeah i just wanted i just really (laughs) wanted to play a golf video game with all my buddies we played like uh, a couple 18s yesterday with four guys and it was fucking awesome you can do a variety of matches and modes. Can you taunt on uh, the like, sidelines? <laughs> no. no. Uh, customize your characters, put a bunch of clubs on. And since we're all fairly serious golfers in real life, we usually go out every week in any way. Um, a lot of it translates really well. We have a lot of fun with it. And it's just honestly a fucking blast uh, what, I'm, right. what I'm having with it. It's good times. Shooting, right. shooting lots of balls. PGA. Of it's, uh, it's shit, but it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I made a couple courses. Good times. But yeah, besides that, obviously, we're uh, both playing. Can you I make, like, a... really small courses? Yeah, you can, right. you can make... Just a putting course? No, you can make, like, some wild... People have made some wild bullshit. Par 36? Like, no. <laughs> like, one guy made, like, a par 120, but he, every hole is a par 7, but it was the distance of a par 3, oh, and dude. you could usually drain it in 2 or 1. Par 420. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, but yeah, so besides that, obviously, you and me are both playing tons of avengers i believe i've played way more than you've you. definitely played way more avengers than me. yeah yes. i think i'm going into the last actual like canon story mission yeah. like when you look in the top left corner of this game this is like what sure. a, what a, what <laughs> of a, the game yeah look up. <laughs> what a what a what a weird way to start talking about yeah. this game when you're at the mission select it shows you a completion of your campaign. yeah yeah so it says i'm like 50 percent yeah but i know that these optional side missions that don't actually count towards the story also count towards that so there's also the ones you just pick up or do randomly yeah that are just for like well, okay yeah, yeah. strengthening um, your characters but so, i guess last week we did talk about the gameplay. I talked very briefly about like the campaign setup. So the way the way the game is structured in the single player campaign, uh, and it kind of like I think by the end of it, it doesn't matter if you click single player or multiplayer; they're connected, right? So uh, you slowly go through the story and, and reunite the Avengers. You have like a uh, war table in these different hubs. So there's a helicarrier, there's like an Inhumans base, etc. You go to the war table; it's got your missions on it. You have training missions. You have I've never actually missions. been back to that Inhuman base. Now I think about it. Good, those guys suck. I don't even know how to go back to that base. 
I, I don't know either. I've never tried. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just like story beats. Like, hey, but it's it's a faction, so there's got to be a way to go to it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you uh, depending on who you are at that point in the campaign, at any time you can just jump into a mission. This like uh, the structure. Let's just say it's destiny. Is, it's just destiny. <laughs> yeah, that's it. When I looked at the main, broke. yeah, when I look at the main menu and the impression it gives you is that there's a single player and there's a multiplayer, like yes. Call of Duty, more like not in the structure how the game's played, but. Right. In the structure, how the in their multiplayer and campaign are separate. Here's a single player campaign. You go into it and you play that by yourself. Here's multiplayer with a bunch of missions. Play with your friends. Yeah. But it's not that. It's just Destiny. There's multiplayer missions mixed in with your war map of your single player missions. Yes. But half your single player missions can be played with other people so, online. So yes. So fundamentally, from the get go, because you can enable matchmaking at any time. Yeah, yeah. So fundamentally, from the get go here, we have a story where they've written themselves in a hole. Spoiler alert: Captain America dies at the beginning of the game. But if you go to click multiplayer, it's like, whoa, bro, you're gonna get spoiled for the story. But if you the click only this. spoil is the only spoiler like... is Captain America's alive. Yeah. Uh, at which point you just go through the same missions, level up the same things, and do the same stuff. Only it's meant to be after the campaign, so all these characters are together, working together again. Yeah. Why you would make a, a campaign story that that does that is fucking. There shouldn't be two options. No, there should be one option. Well, Lee, I think yeah. I think we both know what happened here is that these guys are creating a single player Avengers game where you switch I mean, between I mean, all these characters for different missions and stuff and then at some point someone's like, "Eh, you should put it in loot. Make yeah. this a multiplayer game." And they're like, "Uh, fuck, but we already killed it seems, Cap." It seems so hampered by the fact that at any point, like if me and you, if you were playing the campaign from go, and you said matchmaking, any character can come in. And I come in with Captain America. Well, they're like, well, that's a spoiler. So how do we make it so that can't happen? And the answer is, in the multiplayer mode, that doesn't matter. In the single player mode, you will be limited to the characters that are supposed to be with you. You cannot request a cap if you don't already have him. Yeah. So it's this big convoluted thing it's very, just for the story beat yeah, of Cap is dead. It's very complex and I hate the structure of Destiny of Borderlands, and I love Destiny and Borderlands. They're some of my most yeah. played video games. But I hate the structure of Destiny, Borderlands, and Avengers. The, this weird. It's a cake and eat it too. Yeah, is what no, it's not even a cake and eating too. I just I don't like this the the this thing they're trying to do of merging multiplayer with single player because it leaves nothing but questions for me, and I hate these questions. If I join my friends' game, is my progress going to be updated for that particular mission, even though I yeah. don't have it available yet? Am I going to get spoiled on content because I'm not quite there yet? Are they a higher level than me? Am I going to get my ass kicked? Yeah. Well, how does the scaling work? I have yeah. no idea. It would be much more enjoyable for me and just a lot less... Uh, it would be a lot more streamlined and easier to follow if I just had a multiplayer section I can go to and a single player section. Yeah. And it would have caused a lot... It the game can't even get straight the difference between your power level and your level. So when you go to select a right. mission, if the mission is power level 38, it's going to say, oh, this is plus this above your level. It's if almost you like, join me and you're that level, what happens? Yeah, it's almost like levels are only for skill... I would even That's say it. almost. I would say they are only yeah. for skill points. That is all they so then, do. Suddenly, let yeah. me ask you this. Why don't they just have a meter where you get skill points and you don't have a level? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. I don't, there's the, the, the fact that there's a power level and a level is destiny as fuck. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that That is so. definitely head-scratching. Especially the impression I get is that you'll have enough perks by the end to just get everything. Yes. Um, but you have to uh, spe you have to specialize. You can't do two tr trees at the same time. Right. Yeah. That's not, But you can unlock everything. Yes. You so, have it all available yeah, to you, so just level, like destiny. Yeah, so levels are useless. Um, and yeah, like I said, the structure's really confusing. Cause no, as an RPG, it's bad. That's that that goes without saying. Uh, yeah, it it feels like it feels like I'm trying to like I'm like I'm constantly questioning if I'm playing Destiny or if I'm trying to play like Spider Man on PS4. Uh, it's pulling me in those directions a lot and it leaves me confused a lot. Um, especially because when you do play multiplayer content, the game is way easier. Yes. With other humans. Yes. Uh, almost. That being said, the AI is not terrible. It's not they're, terrible. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I just think that's really weird. I really hate how the game's structured like that. It's worse in Borderlands even, the way they format it and mm -hmm. how everything works. You, like they never, it's never stated simply in simple terms like this game was multiplayer and single player at the same no, time. Deal they, that seems messy. That's yeah. like the most messy part of the game is, is that, uh, but that being said, I think I'm about halfway through the campaign. You're both done. Uh, you unlock the characters that you know you have loot you have uh, stats you can see your stats you know that this character does more ranged damage uh, you you get your play style of course all the characters play a little bit differently from each other some more samey than others uh, but you kind of find what you like how you like to traverse the the environment I find the hand-to-hand -hand characters like Black Widow 
uh, and Captain America when I played it from the beginning of the game, uh, to be the most fun. However, their traversal is the worst. They take forever to get anywhere. Oh, yes and no. Uh, um, Black Widow can do, like, a Prey Mantis yeah. leap That's shit. right, yeah. And if you she just, can do the Trinity Matrix leap. Yeah, if you just spam the fuck out of that while sprinting, you can you can get places. I obviously, not as fast as fucking Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, it's not nearly as satisfying as going into Iron yeah. Man, switching to rockets, and holding down as you hear your meter go... And you shoot it as you pass by, and yeah. the rockets like that's really fucking cool. Uh, yeah. So this game makes up uh, for what it, it, it's monotony and it's it's rinse and repeat gameplay with with that style points. Yeah. It's got the thing where you're just like, oh, when you really uh, link together some moves here, uh, some of the special moves and how they interact with the enemies, like even Kamala Khan's like that big hand move where you get more charges for that, and you can just yeah. keep doing it. Super funny because you're just like smashing a thing in the air. Uh, with Hulk, you can pick up enemies and then smash them into the ground. Oh, style. I love that! It's uh, fucking so so funny. it's the best like AOE thing. Yeah, Hulk can you do. could almost say this: the biggest difference between this and a Destiny is that a Destiny you pick one character, you're gonna be that character basically for us if you're Destiny. Career. Sure. Uh, this game is basically telling you like you should play every character all yeah. the time, otherwise you're gonna get really fucking bored. And that's great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes, for better or worse. And then the other thing we can complain about this game is just, like, the roster's too small. It's the Avengers. Yeah. There's more fucking guys in this. Where's Hawkeye? Where's Doctor Strange? Like, let's call a spade a spade. They're all going to be DLC characters, so they well, can make more money. you can already buy all those dumbass costumes for real money. And there's, yeah. like, a season thing. I'm like, I am ignoring all of this, because fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, or the, there's factions, and then you do quests for them. Yeah, the I would have loved at least one surprise playable character. Yes. Um, Captain Marvel would have been great. Uh, yeah. Anything. Well, no, just from a narrative point, since Kamala yep. Khan looks up to her specifically, and she was outed as saying being off planet. Oh, oh I really. think she's coming, but you will pay for her. Yeah. And <laughs> but I love that they have to say she's off world because if she was, she would just fucking go kill Aim, and then it would just the story would not be yeah, a story. Yeah. And anymore. that kind of like, and then like from a point of view of the comics or like uh, telling a comic book story, they have so few villains. There's there's hundreds upon hundreds of rogues right. in you're the like, Avengers gallery. Right, you're like, where's Baron Zemo yeah, at? You're, you're questioning at the big like. I do like the story of this game, by the way. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's perfectly serviceable. It's better than it should have been. It's not as good as Spider-Man on PS4. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but it is more than what I expected. But there are issues with this. Um, you're telling me Cap dies. Yeah. And four of the five Avengers are so depressed they yeah. <laughs> that they just quit. Yeah, except for Black Widow. Even though this fucking Modoc dude is confined to a wheelchair and all he can control is robots. Yes. Thor could just go the fuck in there. It was also nice for there not to be any like interplanetary attacks or like anything going on in those five years. Like the Avengers are gone. Thankfully, we haven't needed them. Thankfully, nothing bad has ever happened. <laughs> Aside from the fact that an entire city was turned into supervillains uh, or whatever was going yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah, it's... That is a little bit unbelievable that all five, all the other four Avengers would be so devastated that they would be like, you know what? Fuck humanity. From Kamala's point of view, she so rapidly gets, obviously she's been following the Avengers. She's been like hacking, doing computer hacking. Uh, She finds this, this quick video file that says so much, puts it on a USB drive. Uh, She's basically been outed. AIM's coming for her. Uh, So she's on the run, uh, goes to this base in uh, Utah, meets up with Hulk. And uh, from then on out, Kamala Khan's just basically given a license to kill. Uh, she's able to beat the shit out of robots, humans, uh, whatever she wants. Super dangerous missions. Go on super dangerous missions. No, no problem with this at all. She's just kind of uh, with open arms welcomed into the oh, Avengers. Wait, if I can, uh, you don't seem to care about the story much. So if I may spoil, I, I really can't say that I do. No, some minor details. So as you can imagine, once Cap is found alive and well, and yeah. they bring him back, like. Any problems anybody had before that are now gone because yes. they were like, oh, that thing I was having like complex emotions about and thoughts and like Bruce Banner, for example, he did the whole the Avengers are dangerous to humanity thing at yes. the beginning of the game, right? Totally fucking gone once Cap's back. He's like, Cap's oh yeah, yeah, Avengers are fucking awesome. Avengers now. never left, baby. Avengers are fucking awesome. Only one now. thing left to do, go back five years and right. uh, stop that, the... the <laughs> what I did, yeah, what I liked about the story a lot was even though I find it ridiculous that all four Avengers would just be like, let's fucking quit now. Yeah. Um, the most interesting parts of the story is a character like Thor and specifically Tony, like, trying to come to terms with this and realizing that they're not this fucking super awesome rock star that they thought they were. But then the problem is that Cap comes back and then they're back to being rock stars. And they're fine. Yeah. 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 Um, it's almost like 
Cat being back justified... Uh, it needs to come to a status quo, because then the entire rest of the game is like, yeah, look at us! Whoa, yeah, woo! Uh, so, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I'm hoping that there is, like, another cutscene later or something where yeah. Tony goes... Where, like, Tony or Thor or somebody goes, like, you know, even though Cap's back, like, clearly we fucked up here and we have to do something different going forward. I doubt that very much. But I don't think... Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, but, at the end of the day, the story's much more than I thought it was gonna be. Modoc is a fairly i don't want to say obscure but he's definitely not like a, it was it was definitely a use someone we haven't used yet yeah uh, kind of it mandate. was like it was like we can't use dr doom probably so i don't know i don't know where they're at with that because yeah. like this game would have been been in production before the before fox. the fox thing yeah but like why not the x-men why yeah not? and i would even say modok is one of the more interesting aspects of the story considering that monica his assistant seems to be the true heel of the game whereas modok Seems more of like a being strung along heel. Yeah. Like, think about Bane and Batman and Robin. Sure, Arnold there you go. Yeah. Yes, Finally, exactly. that that movie can be used for good as an analogy. <laughs> yeah. She's more like Poison Ivy. Yeah, what do you... What Cap do you, shows up with the rubber lips. Yeah, like, what do you think about the story and stuff? It's like, it's fine. It's not... I... I the writing, the, the composition of it is way better than I was expecting from this game. Yeah. That I thought was just going to be uh, the minimum amount of cutscenes to it, get to the beginning. Dude, up. it feels like... It, it feels like the people that wrote, wrote Age of Ultron wrote this game. Sure. Which yeah. is like, it's fine. Not quite yeah. up to like... Yes. No, it's it's passable. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's yeah. fine. Um, you know, the character of Kamala Khan uh, being fangirling out. Like, the, you go to the Inhumans base, and they're like, hey, go check in with the, the faction rep. And they mention like, this... what? The they, <laughs> Yeah, they mention this name you've never heard of before, and she starts fucking marking out, and you're like... You're dressed in a superhero outfit. You've been fighting alongside the Hulk for the past two weeks. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck are you marking out for some loser that sells you yeah. shirts? Shouldn't you be, like, drinking, like, your deep yeah. PTSD from all the explosions? Oh, I hope my dad isn't dead or arrested. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I hope they haven't <laughs> fucking assassinated my entire family. God damn. Doesn't go back to check on him or anything? Like, would be totally in character for Monica, too. She seems like a total bitch. Uh, dude. I, listen, so that part's like comic booky and shit, but like I'm not playing that game for the story. I'm playing it because the numbers get bigger. <laughs> That's it. Let's just be honest. No, with I, you. I, I, I am somewhat interested in see where the yeah. story goes. Uh, I just want to quickly tag up Destiny Two. I put in an entire Saturday of Destiny Two. I unlock the Solstice gear, uh, which is super cool. Basically, uh, for each season, you're given a set of blue gear. You do a bunch of objectives on the gear and it unlocks to a legendary set. And then if you do another set of objectives that are fucking crazy, uh, it gets even better. Uh, and the gear itself looks badass. I have it, like, all co colored, like, emerald green, but it's, like, a suit of armor with, like, a cloak. So it's, like, this badass, like, fucking Dark Souls reject running around space <laughs> now. Uh, the weapons are cool. The leveling up is very quick, as I haven't played in a month or more. Definitely more than that. I haven't played Destiny 2 all COVID, I don't think. Uh, so it's been a while. Uh, but you're right back in. They changed how the quests are labeled. I'm telling you, uh, Destiny 2 is... is uh, I'm impressed with how they've actually listened to feedback and kind of moved things around in that game. Uh, and the new DLC, I'm, I'm very excited. Because there's going to be another big update to everything in the game uh, once that DLC's coming. So, looking forward to it. Mm. Destiny 2 is good, man. That gameplay's... Like, the gameplay's always there and always good. Uh, but the, the way the game makes you do different things now, it's just like, I found myself playing Crucible alone. I would never play Crucible, but it's like, hey, you need to play Crucible to unlock this bit of gear. Oh, I jump I into love, Crucible, and I'm like, man, Crucible's I fucking fun as shit. I love Crucible, it's fun. Man, the Risk Runner, uh, the submachine gun that does the arc lightning. So, like, basically, I shoot at you, you hit me once, now I'm shooting at you and all your friends. Uh, I've gotten a few, like, quadruple kills with that thing, and it's just so fucking good. And that's a weapon you're given at the very beginning of Destiny 2. Like, it's given to you at, like, power level 9, and I've leveled it up to 1,030. I'm just fucking mowing people down with it. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so Destiny 2 is doing good. Uh, what else have I been playing? Shit, man. There's been a bit. Uh, I know a game I'm going to be playing and talk about next week is called Moon. Uh, it's a game that was only released in Japan for the PS1. It is a game where you are a kid who goes to sleep and wakes up inside the world of his game, and you are dealing with the fallout of what the hero has done. So the hero has blown through here and left everybody with a lot of problems, uh, so you're going around and like, it's almost Earthbound Undertale-esque where it's like a spoof of the RPG genre, uh, but really fucked up, like super fucked up. Uh, and they never localized it until now. One guy from like Kotaku like fucking took the time to localize it or something. It's an official release. It's on Nintendo Switch. It's called Moon. And I'm looking forward to playing that. And it looks like a fucking early PS1 RPG, like 2D, yeah. walking around, uh, looking forward to it. Cool. We need to talk about Pokemon. 
We need to talk okay. about Pokemon. Pokemon! Read. It's time. It's to talk about the phenomenon. You may have heard of it. Uh, dating all the way back to, what, 1996 in North America? Pokemon. Pocket Monsters. Let's give you a little history lesson, shall we? Oh, we're doing a history lesson. We always do. The franchise began as Pokemon Red and Green, later released outside of Japan as Pokemon Red and Blue, a pair of video games for the original Game Boy handheld system that were developed by Game Freak and published by Nintendo in February 1996. It soon became a media mix franchise adapted into various different media. Pokemon has since become the highest grossing media franchise of all time, with $90 billion in total franchise revenue. The original video game series is the second best-selling video game franchise behind Nintendo's Mario franchise, with more than 368 million copies sold. And 1 billion mobile downloads. And it spawned a hit anime television series. And has become one of the most successful video game adaptation. Uh, with 20 seasons and 1,000 episodes in 169 countries. In addition, the Pokemon franchise includes the world's top-selling toy brand. The top-selling trading card game. With over 30.4 billion cards sold. I, I didn't know that it uh, and exceeded Mar Magic the Gathering. And I've never met anyone in my life. Who, I've met lots of Magic players. Lots yeah. of Yu-Gi-Oh players. Shit. I have a guy in my office that plays a Final Fantasy train card game. What a loser. I don't know a single <laughs> fucking person that has ever actually played played yes. the Pokemon trading card I games. collected the cards. I never competitively played yeah, them. Yeah, I, I know tons of people that collected yeah, I know how to play it. I just... Yeah, I know tons of people yeah. that collected and never played it. Because of the problem that no one played it. Uh, an anime film series, a live action film, books, manga, comics, music, merchandise, and a theme park franchise is also represented in other Nintendo media, such as Super Smash Brothers. Uh, so let's talk about. It's, it's no. Uh, it's it's very easy to say to just say this. Pokemon is the most popular media franchise in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the numbers support that. Yes. So I got into Pokemon. Uh, oh shit, man! So I didn't play the games first. I even want to say I got into the cards first. I started collecting the cards and then watching the anime and then. Became aware that a game existed because, like the the rollout of this game in 1996, I was seven. I don't know how fucking you were four. I was uh, uh, in 1996. Yeah. I was two years old. You're two, so you're not paying attention to these commercials. No, then. you're shitting your pants at that point. <laughs> uh, so there was a huge uh, rollout of like they're here, motherfuckers. The Pokemon, they're, they're getting on here. the bus. There was a commercial with like all the cartoon Pokemon get on the bus, and the bus driver's like, "Fuck me, uh, this is fucked up." Uh, and like, there's like two games out now for Game Boy. Didn't have a Game Boy. Didn't have any Nintendo consoles at that point. I was a Sega kid. Uh, so one time at lunch, uh, I see this motherfucker playing a Game Boy Pocket, and my god, he's playing Pokemon. And I'm just like, "Listen, man, not to be a creep or anything, but let me look over your shoulder." It's also worth noting that Pokemon is also one of the first traditional RPGs. I ever played or got uh, into. Same with me. Uh, which is a pretty substantial... Because like, at that point, the people who were getting into Pokemon who had played RPGs all through the Super Nintendo and PS1 and stuff like that. Final Fantasy, you may have heard of it. Never played Final Fantasy. Pokemon first. Uh, so lo and behold, for my uh, whatever eighth birthday in 1997, I was gifted a Game Boy Pocket. A green Game Boy Pocket. And Pokemon Red version. And the rest, as they say is history. Uh, if I may get into my beginnings. Your origin story? Yeah, yeah. my origin story. You're bitten by a radioactive Pikachu. Yeah, my, uh, my mom and my dad were leaving the opera. My mom was wearing pearls. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. she got shot. Joe Cool was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't remember the exact year. I want to say it was 2000. <laughs> sure. But uh, basically, that's the year that Pokemon Crystal came out. And, like, I don't really remember anything before this time, so I can't say, like... Before Pokemon, there was nothing. No, but, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't say, be, I can't say, like, oh, I remember Pokemon Gold and Silver being a thing before this or anything like that. I just remember yeah. being, like, I want a fucking Game Boy Color, and I want Pokemon Crystal because I watched the anime before yeah. that. Uh, so, on Christmas morning, my, me and my brother woke up, and we both got Pokemon Crystal, and he got a purple Game Boy Color, and oh, I got a lime green Game Boy Color. And that's... That's a it, good Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, I am kind of ashamed, but also not really to say that I've never played the original red or blue or yellow. Um, I have played fire red and leaf green, yeah. um, but I've never played the original ones. Just that's, started with crystal. It's kind of... So uh, we're going to try to do this from memory as best as possible. I'm going to re reference, uh, not in this episode, but further on as we go from generation to generation. And we are going to talk about the main Pokemon games. A spin-off episode will happen. We're going to talk about Snap. We're going to talk about Coliseum, Coliseum XD, Gale of, Gale of Darkness, Pokemon Pocket Pikachu, all that shit will be in a uh, an extra. Pokemon Conquest. Pokemon Con yeah, fuck yeah. That game was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just like, I'm going to take over Japan with Jigglypuff. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, yes, you will. Put the whole army to sleep. That game was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
Talk about all that stuff. Uh, like I said, I got in with the the cards, learning the Pokemon's name. I had an encyclopedic knowledge of the first like two or even three generations of yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, I would say the first two generations uh, I have pretty yeah. very good gr- I would say Pokemon as a whole just due to my competitive nature with the game. Just something you retain. It's, yeah. it's something that I not only retain but I go out of my way to learn a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the game is, has evolved. <laughs> Uh, there's a, a huge competitive scene for Pokemon that is recently coming to some, you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield didn't do a lot for those people, uh, with removing well, for moves me, from the yeah. game and like, yeah. We have the perfect representation of Pokemon players in this room, Lee. Um, yeah. we both enjoy just, we both enjoy, I would say, just a regular good old fashioned playthrough of Pokemon every once in a while. Sure. Just pick a Pokemon game, pick six Mons, yeah. play through the story. Have some fun. Uh, I would think Nuzlocke it yeah you know whatever. but I but if we go to the hardcore aspect of Pokemon there's two sides to it and we're both sides I like to think yeah you like to collect and max up the Pokedex and really get everything in the game yes whereas me I like the very hardcore competitive aspect and breeding and egg moves and all that stuff yes and that's what essentially Pokemon becomes is today in generation one of course well, it did not have those options. It was a lot Definitely sim- not. Uh, it was a lot yeah. simpler than that. So let's talk about that. Uh, the first generation of Pokemon set in Kanto. Uh, it was red and green in Japan. Then they did a special, um, like the American version, which was blue over there. So blue exists in Japan. And then furthermore, there was Pokemon Yellow uh, that borrowed from the anime. Like it made the rockets you fight, uh, Jesse and James. Not, I don't think if it was a name or not, but they had a Meowth with them. They had their, the correct Pokemon. Gave they the, changed they gave they the, the sprites. Yeah. Uh, so the sprites in the original red and green were updated for red and blue in North America to make them look more like they were supposed to. Because at a certain point, when they were making those games and making those sprites, there wasn't. There was probably illustrations and concept art, but there wasn't an anime, right? Uh, so they slowly over the years have have kind of. There's a consistent look, yeah. except for Pikachu, who has looked fucking different every five years or so. Pikachu changes. First, he was like a little chubby guy. Then they made him long. Then they, I got, they're all changes the yellow. Him. Yeah, they changes yellow. They changed his yellow. God damn it! Uh, so you start the game as a you learn the entire universe of Pokemon is a, like a ten year old boy leaves home. Yeah, every <laughs> every ten year old boy or girl, no matter where the fuck you're yeah. from, they kick you out. That's when you can get your license. So yeah. not everybody does this. Some kids just work like a paper route, I assume. <laughs> uh, but Pokemon are integrated in every level. Uh, there are initially 151 of them, one of them being Mew that was only given away in North America by a Toys R Us promo. We will not go into every legendary Pokemon and how they are obtained no. past Gen 3 because things got fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, and even in Gen 3, to get Latios and Latias, you had to get a e-reader card and then scan it and then pop your game in and then you would get like a phone call in the game and it would be like, hey, go go on this ferry and then you'd go catch the Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, so, but that stuff has remained throughout the Pokemon series. The fact that there's legendary Pokemon uh, that are special. Right. There's a story in each game. Uh, of course, we're talking about the main series, which usually consists of you start your Pokemon adventure, you uh, defeat a certain number of gyms. Halfway you, through, yes. about there's usually an evil and organization. And then you conquer the Elite Four, uh, which have taken on many yeah. different forms. And over the usually, year. you're contested. Uh, partway through the game, specifically about halfway or three-fourths. A criminal away, organization. But a criminal organization <laughs> yeah. that in some way exploits Pokemon for personal gain. Yes. I would say the... the Look, the stories for Pokemon isn't why you're playing the games. They're always basically the same. I would say the yes. only ones that really shake this up are Black and White and um, short, Sword and Shield. Good and bad. And Depends on your definition of the story. Like, from an adventure point of view, you're going to different towns. You're experiencing different areas, biomes. You're getting special moves for your the, Pokemon. That as different as you can get while yes. still retaining that similar structure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Red and Blue, in that sense, is a great place to start not only yes. because it's the first game but because it provides the base for every game to yes there are it's also simplified in that uh later things in the later gens like holding items and uh extensive moveless breeding etc moves being separated yes. by physical and special in, in many ways gen 2 is the biggest leap of things that I introduced uh so for example in, in red and blue you have four stats for each of your pokemon these pokemon if they're not given to you, no, are caught more in the wire. You have you have HP, attack, defense, special, sure, yeah. speed. If you want to put HP as a stat, then I guess so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pokemon have uh, uh, effectivenesses and weaknesses based on their types, which comes in from the card game. Uh, it's also somewhat based on the genus of the Pokemon. So a Caterpie is a bug. A Pidgey is a bird. Flying is good against bug. Uh, that doesn't really. Later in the game, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is a flying... Steel is better yeah. than poison? This is a flying dragon, so if this clam shoots a laser at it and dies, uh, we, we won't talk about that. Right, and then uh, you start going, like, 
uh, yeah, like rocks yeah. is better than ice uh, because rocks is more sturdy. Very dark and steel did not initially exist. Yep. Uh, and as such, very few things could oppose psychic types in the original game as bug and ghost were its weaknesses. However, there were only three ghost Pokemon, Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar. And bugs fucking suck. And bugs, and there's no good bug move. So there yeah. wasn't no any Mega Horn. The best like bug move you could get would do like, it was Pin Missile or something. Yeah. Like 15 damage five times if you're lucky. Uh, and then the ghost Pokemon, which also didn't have any, like, straight-up Shadow Ball moves at the time, were and also look, slash poison type. So they were weak against Psychic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Alakazam and Mewtwo ran fucking wild in those games, being Psychic type. Uh, otherwise, you have Fire, Grass, whatever. Yep. Uh, Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle. I think uh, the debate rages on. Who's the best? It's Charmander. Yeah, I think no the viewers <laughs> viewers can fill all the spe- specific details behind those. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody's played a Pokemon game if they listen to this podcast. You'd think. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just start talking about the game itself then. Uh, hey, listen, when they were looking at those starter Pokemon, they're like, we're putting one of these in Sword and Shield. Who's it going to be? Charmander was the choice. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like... It's all, like, I could tell you how to get through that entire game verbatim, uh, like a walking walkthrough of this game uh, for Red and Blue. The special stat was, of course, combined, so your special attack and defense were determined by one one stat. stat. Which is fucked. Um, There's also no difference between special type and physical type moves. That came in way later. Yeah, this was implemented until Generation 4 when Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum were out. But what we're talking about here is, in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, each move in that game, and every game subsequent afterly, has... A physical or special determination for that move. So if I'm punching something like fire punch, that's a physical move. I'm physically punching something. But if I'm using using an ice beam, which is like a laser beam, I'm not touching nobody, that's a special move. Obviously, physical moves are determined by your attack stat. Special moves are determined by your special attack stat. The problem with games before Generation 4, 3, 2, and 1 is that there was... Your moves being physical or special were determined by that move's type. Yes. So fire is always special. So I could use fire blast or fire punch, and they're both going to be special. So yes. fire punch, even though I'm fucking punching them, is special Not too. Not to mention any moves that upped your special stat would technically do both defense and attack. Yeah. Uh, um, so slow and bro this, was... So like, this hurt a lot of Pokemon. Like, biggest example off the top of my head that I can think of is Flareon. Uh Eevee, obviously, a staple of the Pokemon community. I wouldn't yeah. even dare to say probably second biggest mascot. Um, I Behind Greninja, you mean? <laughs> Greninja continuously wins like, yeah. the fan vote. Um, Pikachu's yeah. like number like 26 yeah. now. Eevee's Flareon uh, evolution has a super low special stat, but a really high attack stat. But yeah. it's a fucking fire type. I mean, all the moves that it would learn that are fire type is going to be useless because it has such a low attack stat. But yeah. it also plays in with uh, stab bonuses. Stab being the same type of attack bonus. So if I'm a fire Pokemon and I use a fire move, that move is going to be inherently right. more powerful because it's a type I own. Also, if you're a dual type that is weak against the same thing, so say water and flying for Gyarados and you hit him with electric, he's taking like... Four times damage. Four times damage, and maybe. The other, I remember now the other big problem with red and blue, which was... Um, Some moves don't do anything. We can talk about that. Yeah, uh, focus so, energy, which yeah. is supposed to raise your crit thing, actually <laughs> so, yeah. does nothing. <laughs> and then there's the elusive dragon type, which was introduced in Generation 1, so it's always yeah. been there, but it was way harder to deal with prior to Gen 4. Yeah, uh, it was underrepresented. As well, well like there's yeah. only three. So Gen One, no, Gyarados was going to be a water uh, dragon type. Well, how would that turn out? <laughs> yeah, but then they were like, "Wait a minute!" So he would have because dragons at this point have no weakness to fairies, right? Yeah, there's also no dragon moves other than dragon yeah, rage. They're only yeah. they're only weak to ice. So if Gyarados was a water dragon, dragon type, yeah. uh, he would be weak to nothing, and he'd be the, easily the most powerful. A Pokemon in the game because he'd be weak to nothing yeah. and he would just fucking hyper beam everything. As it death. stands, I think Zapdos has the least amount of weaknesses in the first gen. Like I don't only think... rock hurts him, right? Because he's electric flying. Ground can't hit him. No. Ice. Ice hits flying, but the, doesn't electric cut ice? No. No. Okay. No, well, then maybe ice and rock. We're getting yeah. Zapdos. No, I think there's a lot of Pokemon that only yeah. have two weaknesses. But everybody was fucking spamming Blizzard back then, so you yeah. Know, like... Blizzard and hyper beam and all that <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, because Blizzard is so fucking good um, back then, especially. So what was I just... You're going off on, like, type advantages and stuff. Uh, so as you go through the game, of course, your Pokemon level up. You can hold six at a time. You catch them in balls. You get different items. You can heal them. You can go to the Pokemon Center and heal them. You can blah, 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 blah. The idea is we're going to go to each of these towns. We're going to find a way to get there. We're going to defeat the gym leader therein. Yep. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up here uh, of our intro. Next week, we will talk about 
the journey through Kanto, real quick rundown, the, the gym leaders, the Elite Four, what you can do after the game, and then get to Gen 2, which is still my favorite. It's my, it's uh, what I obviously have the most love for being yes. my starting point. Yeah, but it is also, like, that. by then I was such a Pokemaniac uh, that, like, I had bought a Tips and Tricks magazine. I read an entire Japanese walkthrough and of the game. Man, if we're talking uh, pure content point of view... Like, Gen 2 is right up there with, like, Gen, like, Diamond Pro. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, they've never reached the highs of, of, of Gen Hard 2. Hard Gold and Soul Silver um, are really fucking good, to be fair. Yeah. Also worth noting in the original games is that uh, Evolution. Uh, so, for people who are listening to this that maybe were, like, dinosaurs to them. Uh, in Gen 1, if you didn't level, if you didn't evolve into a new Pokemon by leveling up, uh, there were some Pokemon that evolved via stones, but even back in Gen 1, there were Pokemon that only evolved by being traded, yeah. and they still exist. So Machoke, Graveler, Hunter, and uh, Kadabra, you would yeah. actually have to link up with someone else. And there was no fucking internet, buddy. You had to go find another goddamn human being. With a cable. Yes, and therefore, the, the Pokemon that were exclusive to each version, which you didn't mention, that's something that they're still doing, but has never meant less, uh, was also the same thing. So uh, if me and my buddy had red version, we had to find someone with blue version and have like an Ekans ready for that Sandshrew uh, so really, if you if you were hardcore as a kid into just playing one version, there were some Pokemon you never got to play as, and getting to trade those in. Matt, I have because I've only played Crystal. I've never used a fucking Manphy before. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You feel you feel like something's like, lot missing when we get from your to life. The next, when we get to the next episode, I'm gonna yeah. get into some very specific gripes with Pokemon Crystal. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what I can't complain about Pokemon Crystal is that the new sprites moved. Yes. That fucking blew my goddamn mind. Uh, so yes, that is our quick introduction to. Uh, that's that's probably nobody calling you. It's Professor Oak. Hey, Reed. Thank you for talking about my video game. We're gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, looking forward to how long this Pokemon conversation goes because it can go. It can go. Uh, I'm gonna try to keep you on track next week. Uh, we're gonna try to just run through that plot and story of Red. Then we can talk about any other technical side of Pokemon and how that changes into right. Gen Two. Pokemon is so like there's so much individual things to discuss yes. before you can even discuss the fucking series which is weird it's uh it's insane there are now 900 pokemon or something like that like if i showed you placard cards of all generations together do you think you could name 30 percent of pokemon yes that exist? oh me yeah absolutely i could yeah I, a, so do i <laughs> i have a really good memory when it comes to useless bullshit there's a few legendaries though that I bet would be like, who the fuck? No, no. Heatran? I, fuck off with this. No, I remember Heatran. <laughs> no, I'm pretty good when it comes to this. Thanks for listening. Uh, at Tits Iceberg is us on Twitter. LeahTitsIceberg.com is our email address. Uh, check out Sultans of Slam out yesterday. We talk about Dynamite and All Out. We'll be back again next week with Public Beta Podcast uh, to talk about more Pokemon and maybe the PS5 price. Things are moving so goddamn rapidly. Who can say there'll be another Sultans of Slam this weekend? I'll be talking about Dynamite, so look forward to that as well. Thank you for joining us. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, thanks for signing up. This is Public Beta Podcast.